What is up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry, and I'm the host of the Sports by Fry podcast. Um, another Sunday means another sit-down with J-Lo. G'day, mate. G'day, mate. How are you? I am okay. Um, just been for a nice little stroll. It's a beautiful uh, day in Toronto. And most importantly, I finally uh, cracked two grand in my AFL fantasy. <laughs> is that like, what, the second time this year or something? Um, it might honestly even be the first. Oh, no, I think in the first couple of weeks. I'm, I'm yet to crack it in. Like, I swear, the 15 years of Dream Team. Like, really? <clears throat> I swear, maybe once I've got it in my life. Oh. I, I do swear fantasy scores were lower back in the day. And I was just like a dumb little kid. So. Yeah, you trade your favourite players in, not the right ones, I guess. Yeah, I scored right. over 2,000 the first two weeks, but this is a, oh. a season high, I guess I should say, as well. So not bad. It's about goddamn time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go through... My complete fantasy team and what happened. We'll also talk about the uh, the mighty coasters. Oh, mate. Oh, yeah. We got up and watched that game. We got, uh, well, well we didn't technically, get up. I got up and you stu- you were still away. Yeah, I came back in, mate. <clears throat> but I'm um, going to discuss that a bit. I don't really want to talk long and hard about the Swans Dockers game. Not a lot to learn there. No, nah, that was pretty pretty straightforward, that one. I we could be... almost just not talk about it at all. <laughs> That's a great, great idea. This is the talk. Yeah, that was it. Over. That was a great rap. Mickey Walters looked fine. Five looked hurt. That's, yep. uh, that's all you need to know, boys and girls. Lloyd um, Lloyd got you a ton of dream team points. That's all right. While the Freo Dockers are struggling, uh, the championship window of the Cavaliers might still be open after... Uh, a pretty massive game three, which we'll also talk about. You didn't get to watch much. Did you watch any of it, actually? I, I was strolling past the window on the way from a cafe to a show. Um, and I just did the two hands and my whole face in the window. It was past the Finns place that we, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that we went to a few weeks ago. And I was like, hey, I've been there. And then the game was on. So <clears throat> check that out. Bummer. Yeah, I uh, got to watch it all. It was very exciting. But it looks, honestly, it looked like there wasn't a ton to watch either. It was almost... It was almost just it was like that Sydney Swans West Coast, yeah. yeah but, so. Although that's a very anyway very different scenario. Uh, let's start unpacking all these big sports storylines uh, after a massive weekend. First thing is first, my AFL fantasy team is called twenty one seventy eight. Like I said, season high. Um, finally. A couple of my premiums who'd just been giving me 110 and the likes uh, started to ball out. So I've got 163 from Lloydie and 149 from Tommy Mitchell, who I had the captain's badge on. Oh, that's lovely. That definitely uh, helped me get the job done. Is that a, why, why did you choose Mitchell over, over someone else? Who, who are they playing? Uh, they were playing Brisbane. Oh, okay. And Makes total sense. I was going to go Maxi Gorn. Mm-hmm. Again, but I thought, oh, I'm just going to give Tom Mitchell another chance. Especially against the Crews, you know, like, because it was against Carlton, right? Gorn? Uh, nah, he was... I thought it was Crews oh, and Gorn going... Sorry, it was. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. Because so oh, on, mine, on mine now, it said he's playing Adelaide, yes. but of course that's next, yeah, week. next week. Yeah, sorry, it was against Cruiser, and yeah. I had, had my eye on him because I was considering bringing him in, but... Incidentally, how, yeah, how did that go? The crews, uh, gone one. Gone got on top. Yeah. Well and truly, or uh, or did Cruiser still fight out like a solid? To be honest, like, no. Nah, he had seventy one. Uh, Cruz did. Um, I'm double checking this. On his way back from injury. Seventy seven. He had. Um, but he had one thirty or one twenty nine against the Bombers the week before. So, um, nice yeah. to nice to clean up teams that don't have great ruck ruckmen. Yeah. Know, or like a great ruck cordon. Seventh straight. No, yes, seven straight 100 from Max Gorn. 
Um, yeah, so I've got eight in, eight in nine weeks. <clears throat> I'm very happy to eventually make the move from Goldstein to him. Yep. Um, you know, like I would look at Grundy at the same time, but I mean, the way Gorn's playing, you just can't go wrong with him. Both of them are the pick of the Genuine bunch. Genuine good bloke as well. Like, you like having legend. Blokes, you like having blokes who are like on your dream team. We were saying it earlier. Like, yeah. That's why I've never got good dream team scores because I'm like, oh, I do. I do just love Fifey, even though he's on a bung leg and yeah. has a tag this week. You know, like I'll probably just get him anyway because I do just Very like him. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I kind of feel guilty for that when I picked Danger instead of McRae three weeks ago. Because you, you like Danger better. Yeah. Well, look, that you can't beat yourself up about that call because no one saw what McRae was going to do. Like, you know, here's it, a, it was one for one. Here's the thing that I told you that I'm going to uh, voice on the podcast. I went back and counted since I chose Danger and I traded Zach Merritt in, mm. the point difference that I could have got if I didn't trade Merritt in and pick McRae instead. So, long story short... They equal out. Long story short, when I've had Merritt, he's averaged 60. Oh, not, not including this him, week. You had him at the start. Of the season. Yeah, had him at the start, got him out, got him back. And when I didn't have him, he averaged like 107. Yeah. And the difference between Danger and McRae's scores over the last four weeks has been about 60 points a game. So yeah. if I didn't do those two things, there's a huge improvement and, every single week. And what did McRae have this week? 144. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the point I saw it in the game, he was... Easily the top. Yeah. Like, it was middle of the game, you had 80. Yeah. I'm not going to be, like, I'm not going to beat myself up about things that I've missed on. Yeah. It's just one of those things that's just hilarious. But they happen every year. Um, what do you end up scoring for the round? I got, I was just shy of the two grand, unfortunately. I got 1980, mm-hmm. maybe 82. Yeah, there you go, 1982. Um, not unhappy with it. It's just, it's just my flimsy backline failing to fire. Like, yeah. every other line was... Gave me, well, Robbie Gray actually let me down a bit, to be honest. It's the first time I can say that this year. Yeah, he was a bit annoying. But, you know, my mids were great. My ruck cordon was actually fantastic. Although Steph Martin didn't do great with the C on him. Mm. But that's all right. You know, he had he had close to a, a, a hundred. Um, Can't be too mad there, don't Yeah, I, a few things, you know, just like Guelphie on my bench with a 72. Oh, that is annoying. Just those classic things. But, no, I was... Pretty happy with the, how the team went as a whole, and like I'm definitely building. Like Zorko had a good game, thank God. That's who I finally settled on. Yeah. Anyone who's listened to the, the Thursday podcast, I did go through um, because we made our or you made your final trades after we did the video because yep. we were still tossing yeah. up. When I published the video, I put on the video our trades. Oh, the week, great. And I, uh, I think you were asleep. You got my open your lappy. I was like, yep, you did bring in Zorko because I forgot as well. Oh, did you? Yeah. 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 Um, he would have been good. I'm tempted to bring in the Zork this week, although. I don't think I will because... It's Sydney. Yeah, um, it doesn't really fit my buy structure, yeah. which I'm all about at the moment. If yeah. you haven't uh, looked at your buys, then you probably should. Um, like I, I'm a big advocate of planning for your buys in advance. There's only so much planning you can do, but it's nice to always just have a solid idea of um, how you're shaping up. So I'm getting getting close to ideal. But Enough about the fantasy footy. Let's talk about the real footy. Oh, yeah. Um, do, do you think nine weeks into the year that the West Coast Eagles would be top of the table? I didn't. I thought we might be hovering around six, five or six. Anyone that claims that they did, I think, is talking absolute bullshit. Yeah. I, I genuinely thought West Coast would have a better year than last year. Yeah. Because I had a lot of... Like, Nananui coming back in changes so much. Like, whether he's getting, like, good dream team scores or lots of the footy... He just has such a tap work as well. His tap work and his, his like, like, second efforts once ball goes to ground post-ruck work... Yeah. Is 
second to none. Or it's yeah. like it, he's it, arguably he's right up there with Brody Grundy as like the best ruckman below their knees. I reckon. Yes, like for sure. Handles and mobility yeah. wise, like Grundy's pretty good at that, and you'll see him snap a goal out of the pack pretty regularly. Yeah, but you're right. You, know, you won't see many ruckmen do that. Like maybe Maxi Gorn, but. Yeah, um, probably like, not really. Yeah. So yeah, I think Natanui and Paddy Grundy. Ryan might. Oh yeah, Paddy's another one. Probably another one. Um, Still, but yeah, like I think him and Lysa together are going to change that. So there's no way I had them sitting top of the table and like probably almost favourites now. Like the way they rolled through, especially yeah, they, well, especially they beat some they, pretty notable teams. They the did Geelong, like Geelong, Port, GWS, and Richmond. In yeah, four, or maybe four of us. Yeah. I think that's the last four. Geelong might have been my ground three or yeah, something. But anyway, yeah, I um, I'm not like thinking. Oh, they haven't. They've just beaten up on bad teams. Like they've done it. Well, they did against Richmond, top of the table. Like yeah. Yeah, when I wrote and just how good's Darwin looking. Like, when I wrote an article looks like the about, best player in the league. He does. When I wrote an article about their offense, I was like, yeah, their next. They were, I think, at the time second, and I was like, their next four games are against the other teams in the top five, yeah. and they whooped all of them. Actually, so who's the who's the best defensive team in the league for us? At the moment, it is North. North, okay. Most well, of the Geelong's up there, so we've we've beat them. Most of the top four. You know, contenders are in the mix, yourselves included. But um, speaking of top four, how's the D's sitting third? No, that was just so... Good on them, though. I'm, I'm happy that they're not doing shit house again. I'm genuinely speechless over it. Like, I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to say about it. I just don't know anything about what's going on. Oh, really? Oh, it doesn't surprise not me. Really. I've been following the D's a bit. They've smart little, like, um, recruitments over the past... Yeah. Two years, I'd say. You know, getting Lewis... Um, getting Melksham from, might have even been longer than that, but getting him yeah. from the Bombers. Just a few little pieces okay. like that. Yep, sure. Um, Michael Hibbert hasn't had a great year, but he was, he's was he been like, really good for mm. them since they got him as well. So, yeah, just smart. And mm. then, obviously, Paul Roos and Simon Goodwin have just helped change the culture there. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, it's been a nice... Well, it's been a slow turn, but I think that's the speed AFL turnarounds go. Yeah. Like, if you do it much quicker than that, you're... Pretty lucky. Like, I guess West Coast maybe did that. You guys seem to just bounce back from There's, a down year all the time. It's classic. Yeah. It's awesome. Again, hopefully that's just part of club culture. I think it honestly it. is. It's just, you have such a... Like, similar to, like, San Antonio or something like that. You mm-hmm. just have a winning culture. You attract winning players. Hawthorne's the exact same. Yep. Like, although their bounce backs aren't quick. They just haven't had to bounce back. I was going to say, they just don't go down. Same with Geelong. Same with uh, the Swans. Yeah, speaking of Hawthorne, I'm just having a look at the leading goal kickers for the year. Interesting to see that Bruce and Gunston are tied for uh, fourth in the goal kicking. It strikes me as a bit of a down goal kicking year. Um, like Buddy missing, JK yep. missing early, and like still not firing. Because how could you fire next to big Jackie Darling? Who's currently second with 28 snakes. Yeah. Benny Brown, like, I mean, he's been great. Even the guys who started on fire, like, I didn't Lynch start really hot in Gold Coast and has kicked seven or eight against Carlton. <laughs> Obviously and died a bit. And, like, Jezza Cameron, everyone probably was like, oh, it might be his year to bounce back. But after the first, like, two or three weeks, there was, I think, four guys who kicked six or even seven or more. And yeah. I was like, oh, wow, the big bag's back. But yeah. There's been nothing since. Actually, did you write an article on that? Um, I wrote, I wrote the big, uh, biggest overreactions yeah, from the right. first fortnight. Yeah, there you go. And one of them actually was that uh, Alan Richardson would get fired before round 10. So if you're going off that, that means he gets fired before their next game. Okay. Um, they are currently 1-7-1. One, one. Yeah, think they had that, the uh, draw, didn't they? 
Yeah, against the uh, the Giants, which was kind of weird. But yeah, um, yeah. After Luke, they showed a bit of fight against Collingwood. Okay. If they had got whopped, whopped. Mm. I just uh, I was tried to fuse wiped out with whacked and just got whopped. It's not bad. Yeah, I'll, I'll, work, I'll run with it. If they got whopped by Collingwood, then I would have seen. Uh, could have maybe seen Richo yeah. showing the door, but they actually showed a bit of fight. You did mention that actually. I I think they might have shown a bit of fight for his for Richard. Well, I hope they did. Yeah. I, I said that, that about Brisbane as well. I wrote yeah. the AFL like coach's hot seat. But you didn't like, you, you say they don't like Fagan. Well, apparently there's rumours that um, he's not a popular man around the club. But Interesting. Yeah, still. Strange situation. Strange situation. Strange year. Um, you know, I think with, with the exception of yourselves, there's a lot of teams who are trying to establish themselves Big as contenders. But Yeah, very Red much Christ. so. Geelong, um, Port... I guess like Sydney, Adelaide, is it Richmond. Nine rounds in? Yep. You can't blame too much from the first ten rounds. Like you can you can see people starting to emerge, but it's the run home that really makes or breaks a lot of those teams. Like True. I guess if like West Coast could go to crap and Geelong could go on a five game win streak and then everyone would be like, Oh, Geelong's back, you know, like yeah. I still uh, still think the cats have got another gear to go to, but yeah, it's I hope so. I should be playing Gary Ablett up forward. Anyway, yeah, I do. I don't know if that's the problem, but I haven't watched enough Geelong to. I, I hope they do have another year, but just quietly, like maybe, maybe all that hard work is taking its toll on Joel Selwood. Plus, those like we see it with LeBron and Curry. Like you feel like they're maybe starting to. Well, like the Warriors are starting to deteriorate. Maybe same things happening to old Joel Selwood. Like those, he, he's played so many games. You know, like it's nearly three hundred, I think. Yeah. From, from, from memory, and he must be. It can't be that old, Joel. He must be the right side of thirty, right? Oh, if he is, I'd say he's twenty nine. But still, like that's he is twenty nine. There you go. Like he's not that old, but well, I just, he turns thirty uh, in a week. Yeah, there you go. Well, Two fifty games for the Cats. We'll remember that. But yeah, it feels like he's just put a lot of. A lot of work into his body, like yeah, and same with um, obviously Ablett's fledging, and we'll see. We'll yeah, see it's a very happens. interesting scenario. Interesting um, the AFL ladder. Interesting ladder, but I think even a weirder this year is this Brownlow count is going to be all over the shop. Yeah, it it is a little bit. Um, I think I've got a bit of a rough idea as to who I think would be a favourite for it, but it, to be honest. He jacked up and could be leading the Brownlow. Well, I, really, I was just going to say it. He might, he might be the first bloke to ever to take both of them home. The way he's playing, like Jesus, imagine that. And just like West Coast still delivery into our forward line. We saw that stat last night. It's what was it? Goals per, per forward entry or percentage? Yeah, of, percentage. It was a percentage. It was like goals inside. scored per inside fifty. Yeah. It was like forty-three percent of the time the Eagles. And like, I don't know if it was for the season. I'm pretty sure it was for that game. Yeah, but still, West that's Coast, such an awesome stat. That should be up so much more. I often. agree. Anyway, that's, that's like a, a huge stat in the context of the game. Yeah. But I, I um, West Coast have been great at that. Yeah. So I'm just like, if our delivery is that good into the forward line, it it could make Darling the Brownlee. It could do. Dusty, uh, last year's winners, stepped, slumped a little bit. Yeah. He hasn't really been balling. He's just way out of the picture. He'll, he'll polled, I don't know, well over the first like three or four leagues. Oh, okay. Um, he'll get a couple of bogs there. But, yeah, honestly, I think Fife's probably leading at the moment. I, I would love to see him get it again. It would be beautiful. But you're going to see the guys like McRae. You're going to see say Gorn, McRae. You're going to see Tommy Mitchell after that hot start. You'll see Ed Kerno. Just, mm. it's awesome because it's guys we like... We've never seen before. That I is I think cool. it's fun. We're gone. We've kind of moved past the Hodge Mitchell, Ablett, 
error. error and yeah. we're kind of there's that weird, weird middle one with Dusty and Danger. It feels like we're even going a bit past that, which is mm. exciting. Like it's, I'm looking forward to this next. It's a bit of a transition, era. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is probably why. Is there anyone? All over the shops. I'm just trying to think. Is there anyone like su- maybe not super young, but like who you can, who you think could be like the next Kelly? superstar of AFL? Kelly's probably the front runner. Hey, Kelly. Uh, oh, McRae. I don't know how old McRae is. He could be. I've got no. Yeah. I'll find out. How is Toby McLean? I think he's Well, yeah, he's, he looks like... He looks... I'm trying to think. I compared him to someone earlier the other day. I love the look of Taranto when he's up and running. Yeah. Particularly because, what, he's a second-year player? Second, third? Yes, I had him yeah. last year as well in my dreamy, I remember. Um, there's probably some bloke who's playing in the twos right now who's coming off a rough pre-season who's going to be a god maybe you know? Crouch isn't super old from memory he might okay. he might be okay but mm. yeah interesting time in it the league it is a funny transition but like like we were saying it's probably why the ladder is the way it is and we're just like what's going on in the AFL because the players are transitioning themselves like yep. yeah it's a it's interesting period. speaking of uh, what's going on there was a lot of people uh, scratching their heads after first two games in the Eastern Conference Finals mm. It wasn't the fact that the Celtics were up 2-0. It was how easy they made it look. There was a lot of alarm bells ringing. Mm-hmm. I was quietly confident, but I was also very well aware that Cleveland's, unfortunately, one of those teams that's like flick the switch and you're on. Yeah. And if the switch isn't flicked, then you're losing by 20. There's no middle ground. So luckily last night, the switch was flicked on. Yeah. But, um, and it really, looking at the stats, it looked like Boston's flick, uh, switch was flicked well and truly off. Like... Although most of the starters only got ended up with twenty minutes. Yeah, I think the we blew them out like right. Yeah, away. Was it was pretty much. When was it over? It wasn't over like per se until about midway, maybe even a bit later in the third quarter. Okay, like when we were up a twenty. That's so about when the game can be over. Yeah, before, before, any before that, you're like. Oh, well, the reason I say that is because Cleveland's third quarter. I don't know if this is correct statistically, but this is just the eye test. Their third quarter always seems to just when they shit the bed. Like we were up like. Seven or eight um, at halftime in game quarter. two. Yeah, literally, we don't know how to win the Premiership quarter. But after they uh, whacked Boston in the Premiership quarter last night, yep. it was, uh, yeah, it was pretty much done and dusted. Oh, look, you know, that, that, that'll go to six or seven. Uh, I hope the Cavs get through, but if Boston got through, I'd be pretty wrapped too, because yeah. bloody hell, they're an exciting young team. And how good is Brad Stevens? Like, I know. He is. Like, I don't know if I've ever seen a coach, like, in affect a game the way he does. Like, Pop is great. Phil Jackson had a great system. Yep. But when, like, it comes down to it, Brad Stevens like, give me the board, yeah. run this, and it'll work. And it does. Like, he did that three or four times. He's the best at, like, ATOs, like, after time. Yeah. ATPs, I they're called, after timeout plays. Yep. And, um, yeah, we saw that in the Philly series when he just threw up this perfect play for Al Horford. Yeah, to get the game, right. like game winning or game time. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. awesome. He's was. such a genius. And even in Butler, he took like some very Gordon Hayward was a great player in high school, but and Shelvin Mack, they made two years in a row. One year with Shelvin fucking Mack, and like no one else. Yeah. So that's how good of a coach he is. He got to the he got and he he lost him I think against like fucking Nova or someone awesome. Or Duke. Who? Um, Butler. The second time? When Gordon Hayward missed the no, half-court buzzer beater? Um, I don't know that one. The but first one was against Duke. Yeah, the first one was Duke. They probably lost to Duke or North Carolina or someone like that. You know, like, yeah. But to get them there, he's just he's amazing. I would do anything to get him on the 
nuggets. Like I would be like, I would maybe consider giving up Jokic. You know, like okay. he's that good. Like yeah, I, I can see it. He's pretty. He develops players. Players love him. Man, he's a players do love him. Ainge is a genius for bringing him in. That was such a good hire. Yeah, I agree. Because at the time, dividends. at the time, I was like, what the fuck are you thinking, Danny? Ainge? What the fuck again? Yeah, but he's he's nailed it. He's a he's a genius. Obviously, I shouldn't. Question Danny Ainge, him or Masai Ujiri for the two blokes I would never question. Yeah, um, a little bit late, but they lost to UConn, UConn. in the second oh, one. That was the Kemba year. Oh, Kemba. Okay. Yeah, not Napier. Yeah, and they lost to Duke the one before that. But yeah, Brad Stevens is a genius. I've been, I considered um, writing an article just saying that he's the playoff MVP, even yeah. though it probably is LeBron. Yeah. But if, I did but write. If they get this series, it's fucking him by yeah. a mile. I did write as well how valuable. Um, Al Horford is and just how he's oh, like the yeah. perfect yeah. big man in today's league. After yeah. what, like, I kind of knew it, and everyone's like, "Oh yeah, he's so underrated," and I was like, "Yeah, he is." But I didn't watch a lot of him or read or you know do a lot of study into him. Yeah. But after watching him the first two games against Cleveland, I went back and watched a bit of other footage, like of him against Philly and that. He's just like providing the the leadership, even though he's like not playing like star star numbers. He's just doing what he needs to do, like. Stepping up in the big moments, yeah. doing what that the star should do, Absolutely. even though he's not his numbers aren't star numbers, he plays like a star. And yeah. that's a weird, weird concept. No, no, I totally understand, and yeah. I totally agree. That's what I said. I was like, if you look at his career numbers, I think um, who was it? I can't remember off the dome. It was like Jeremy Lamb averages more points, Jeez. Greg Munro averages more rebounds, or something like that. Yeah, and I was right. like, yeah, Al Horford is probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he's like five time All Star. Um, he'll probably get another one or two before he goes. Yeah, I feel like Maybe four or five. One. Yeah, I feel like four or five All Star appearances is kind of like the the benchmark for a Hall of Famer, almost. Yeah, you do see some pretty janky dudes. I reckon. True. I reckon Antoine Walker would have uh, five or. I was going to say he's probably got like six or seven. Something crazy. He was great for a period. Don't get me wrong. He was, but um, yeah, when you compare it to him, it's a bit dodgy. It's uh. That's an interesting series going on in the East, but it's the one tonight. That's the that the one really I'm excited for as well. Is and the, it's uh, been competitive. It's looked great. Like it really has. I didn't see much of the second game though. Can um, you give me a bit of a, refer- a so recap. I watched fleetingly box scoring it because I was editing oh. a video or something. I didn't yeah. watch the game either. Um, but I saw that Houston Houston didn't like start on fire. They just had a little lead that they held throughout, and oh, then nice. Closer to half time, I think they stretched it out to about eight to ten points. Interesting, like it, that. That's quite a telling way to win a game. Like, yeah, it's um, obviously you were good. Like you were mm. on, you had their number the whole time. Didn't let them get a run on. Which you know, there's. I saw an article. It's like the scariest three minutes in basketball, and it's when the Warriors are just gone. Oh, that twenty point lead you've got, it's gone. Three minutes. They can do it so easily. They can, well. and like. Um, so if you can stop that, like, or weather it, man, that's a good sign for Houston. What's How did uh, Capella play? Um, I'll check on Capella. I was just going to say, what's alarming for Golden State is the fact that Steph Curry's been playing miserable. Okay. He's um, two of 13 from behind the arc. He's no. had like 17 or so points, but that's leading to my point. Tonight, uh, 8 o'clock, I think game three starts, I reckon Steph's gone 40. But you know what, though, Steph's... He's got a fucking shit history in the playoffs. Let's be honest. Like he's like first couple of rounds, he'll just do what needs to be done. Yeah. And then when it comes, when push comes to shove, 
we've never really seen him dig do his it. heels in. We've never seen him do what LeBron's done. You know, like That's a good point. Even like what Boston doing now, like what Jalen fucking Brown's doing. It's like Curry, what are you doing? Jim? He did play pretty well um, okay, last year oh, in the okay. finals. In the finals. Oh, like last year or playoffs, he was good. Okay, yeah. Um, well, yeah, that's... Like, he averaged... I'm just having a look at his numbers last year. Like, he averaged pretty much 30 for the series against Portland, 25 against Utah, over 30 against San Antonio, and then averaged nearly 10 assists in the finals okay. with eight rebounds and 27 points. Yeah, but well, you're right. Like, fair enough. He didn't... The going wasn't tough, really, in that series, though. Yeah. Against us, I've never... Like, clearly, I'll never forget. In Game 7... I remember he shot like under or like forty percent. Well, those, those first two finals, he was just he was a non-factor almost. Like I would have hated to see his, his plus minus because I think it would have been tragic, honestly. He burnt us one of the games in um, the finals the year that everyone was injured. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, you're right. Like yeah. he doesn't really have a reputation of being a person that digs deep and the going gets tough. So. That said, neither does uh, Senor Chris Paul. No. So, but I, I think at least Chris Paul can um, give Curry some issues defensively. Like. Absolutely, and I think that's part, like against Drew Holiday and Rondo, um, Curry was like, oh, I don't need to like really worry about hitting my strides yet because everyone else is just balling yeah. and we're going to beat these guys in like five or six. Mm. So there wasn't a lot of pressure on him. And he still, he did fine. It was like, I think he averaged, he probably had like 20 in every game. Yeah. Or 25 plus. But yeah, with Chris Paul just running him a bit ragged and a couple of his shots not dropping, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's made life a bit hard for him. Capella yeah. hasn't been great this series. Okay. Just harping back to your previous point. If it changes now though. Like yeah. if that switch flicks, then look out. It's funny though, like he had 12 and 6 and a couple of blocks in game one where they lost. But only had five points, another like 10 rebounds, but like played worse mm. in the game they won. Mm. But yeah, he hasn't been taking many shots. It's been a lot of ISO ball. They haven't been resorting to as many, um, you know, as much running the floor yeah. and getting up and down. So yeah, I don't know. It'd be very, to be honest. That's a ploy. Do you think that's a ploy by the Rockets? They've looked slower than usual. Yeah, they want, is, to, they want to slow the game down, absolutely. Which is funny because like, it feels like if there's one team who wants to slow it down, Probably Golden State. Like, I know how Golden State plays. Maybe they think... They're just such a good passing team that as soon as they get the ball, they're like, right, let's go. Yeah, and maybe they think they're good enough of a running team to outrun anyone. Maybe. Even though, like, Houston is that... You think of the running team in the NBA, it's Houston. It's a six-second offense with James Harden. But they look like they're slowing it down on purpose. Well, they do, that's the thing. They don't have, like, the six... They're not fast in their offense. They're just... Yeah. Give the ball to Harden, run a, a few he, dribble handoffs yeah. and ball screens... And then just leave him stranded on one side of the court with a shooter in one they, corner, and they, they hold the ball for like another ten to fifteen seconds. Yeah, I know, but they still do run the ball. They've got one of the quicker offenses in the league. Like it's just for me, it's like I don't know if it's a good move from Dan Tony. You know, what do you reckon? Is I reckon it's. Move? I reckon it is. I reckon like methodically slowing the game down in the transition game. I think um, Golden State will just kill them. Yeah, but I, I guess like that's not. A huge issue like Golden State's going to do what they do anyway. That's defensive transition. It's like, are they cutting into their own offense by slowing the game down? You know, yeah, anyway, it's because they're not the same as Utah, like, it's a different type of slow game that's going on right now. Yeah, that's I why think, I'm, I'm, I would do wonder. I don't hate the idea of slowing the pace down. I mean, they're it's bang on, move. they're bang on average. For pace out of all the playoff teams, Golden yeah, okay. State is the third fastest yep. behind the Pels and the Pelicans. Um, that's the Pels just and the Pels. sorry, the Pels and the Heat. Yeah, 
Um, and for, surprising. For the season, for the season, Golden State is their fifth fastest team, and Houston ranks as the where are they? Right in the middle again. Okay. So oh, yeah, they're they've, slower than ice. Cool. Yeah, they're, they're methodical is the way I'd word yeah. it yeah. on offense. Um, and yeah, I think it, they're making a concerted effort to slow the game down. I which I guess know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it's the right move or not. Um, it's something I guess like, you have to do something though, don't you? You yeah. can't just be like, let's just let Golden State play their game. Well, I think they've made that adjustment is because they tried to do that in game one. Okay. Remember, we watched part of the game and there was just bang, 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 bikes back and forth. Game one, to be honest. It was like a Sunday night before, yeah. or maybe it was it even after work and we were just exhausted. Well, game, I stayed up and watched it. Game one would have been the Sunday, yeah. It must have been on a Monday. I think I just crashed. I was like, no way. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be very interesting to see how they approach tonight. Mm. Um, I'd yeah. love to see James Harden just go 50 triple-double, you know. Something just out of this world, like he has been doing. Like, do it in the playoffs, James. Like, he's been playing well. Yeah. he's yet to get over that hump, you know, get them to the finals or whatever. I'd love to see him do it this year. Because I think he's such a good player. Houston um, Cleveland in the finals would be very interesting. That would be awesome fun. I would, it would love be fun. That. I would, I would genuinely love that. That would be a very interesting contest that could honestly go either way, I reckon. Yeah, it could. Totally different teams playing one another. Yeah. At least like... That's so weird. Now, after... like, If you ever asked me that before game three, I would have been like, well, we're probably both going to... Um, like, Celtics or Cavs will probably lose to whoever plays. But Houston's looked... Yeah, it's very... All teams look a bit vulnerable, I guess is what I'm saying. So, like, Golden State, I think, is still the favourites. But if Houston made it, I'd be... Like, I'd much rather play them than... Golden State from a Cavs perspective except that legacy awesome legacy perspective. oh yeah if you yeah, could make it would, it would it be two all right one two if LeBron wins yeah god that'd be fun but it, don't you think it, looking at that we're just saying the totally different styles don't you think the West just has a more run and gun style and the East is more grinded out mm, it really feels that yeah, way yeah I could I can definitely I th- Ex- yep. With the exception of maybe Utah is the clear exception in the whole league. Well, Boston is like the slowest team, I think, in the league. Yeah. And like the defensive yeah. yep. juggernaut, I guess you could say. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. But Can't really argue with especially it. Especially the, the, the higher teams, like the Nuggets, the Wolves are fast. Like you said, yep. the Pels are quick yep. out west. Like that's five of the five of the eight playoff teams. Yeah, so I think Phoenix traditionally team, is pretty quick as well. From mem- I was just have- when I was having a look, I think I saw their name. Traditionally, probably because Dan Tony was there, though. <laughs> that was the six. Oh, I meant like now. Tradition. I haven't, I haven't. Yeah. I anyway. barely watched those. Um, if LeBron players. wins this year, what does it do for his legacy? I do still I've asked you this, I reckon, yeah. once every week, but I had, once again, had this discussion with someone last night. <sighs> look, I, I still, I'm pretty much stuck on it now. I think... LeBron's the best basketball player the world's ever seen. Like, skill-wise, he's the best. He was born to play basketball. Like, he's he's the basketballing prototype, right? Yeah. But I think Michael was the greatest. And I've, I've said that to you before, and it's yeah. probably going to stay that way. If LeBron wins two more, maybe. Or if, Lebr- if LeBron beats the Warriors this year, yeah, it would be close. I still think Michael's just going to keep the greatest. Because of what he did in that time. He just changed basketball. I tend to agree. I put a poll up on my uh, Instagram, on my own personal one. 200 people have seen it. Uh, 36 people voted that, yes, LeBron is the GOAT. Mm. And 18 said he's the second best ever. Yeah, so I, I actually did vote on I that. I don't uh, 
And I think that that's a, a fantastic example. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, uneducated guesses on there, but still, it's something it's worth knowing. You also got a lot of recency bias as well. The thing, look at the cultural impact Jordan still has with his sneakers. Yeah, that's you a good point. You just even think about that. You're just like, man, he did. He's done so much. He's on another level. I Him mean. and Bill Russell like have done the most for basketball. Yeah. If you ask me. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll take uh, I'll take MJ. Yeah, just like it's it's one A one B. Honestly, like if someone says LeBron, I'll be like, whatever, okay, fine. Yeah, I, I think when you when it's all said and done, there'll be a very compelling case from all the millennials that LeBron's the best. But really, it'll it'll now, be one like, of those like whatever. You can still make a case for Kareem. Like it's, yeah. you could say who's better, Michael Kareem. You, you could still say Kareem. You could literally you could say, say Bill. Like whatever. You could spend hours. Just putting forward cases for different well, like, players um, and such. You were saying the way Bill Russell, uh, Bill Simmons put it, just the best from each era are the top five, and I'm like, I'm fine with That's that. That's how it should be, I reckon. Or how you should kind of look at it, maybe. Uh, but then you got to check. You got the the bird magic thing is the only one for me. Yeah. Well, they kind of. Oh, yeah. I guess they were pretty similar time. And Kareem, and we said it. Kareem's in that weird in between. But yeah, I, I do agree. I, uh, it could be everyone. Whatever. I don't care. It's it could be uh, someone who's taking the torch uh, once LeBron retires, because let's be honest, he's, what, 33 now, so he probably doesn't have t- 10 more years in him, but that, I, he could. I, but. I said it last week, didn't I? I think he just might. He's done he so could. good at looking. He's playing like a, what, a 29-year-old. Like, yeah. there's no there's no reason, like, to... Th- just like we look at history and like, oh, he's gonna deteriorate, but maybe he just like we're gonna get more games like we did in game three, where he has like twenty-seven and twelve assists. Still, I know, I know. I'm just saying, so there's not gonna be those big like. Although, actually, in saying that, he did throw down some pretty good dunks and have some athletic blocks. He looks so he's just lost as athletic as ever. Almost. Oh, yeah, after watching him the whole year, though, he's lost lost pieces of athleticism. That's he's fine. just super. So- so did Kobe. He came out that game after four days rest, so he was going to have plenty of bounce. But no, yeah, anyway, the point I was trying to make was uh, someone that could take over the torch is, uh, could be drafted first by the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, um, which is a tough... Now, do you take? now that the draft lottery is done and dusted, we know Phoenix has the number one overall pick. Um, Sacramento and Atlanta round out the top three. Who would, who would you take if you were Phoenix and then go ahead and tell me the next two? So I've been... And why? I've been extremely bullish on DeAndre Ayton, and I've said that he's the best player in the class and that he should go number one to Phoenix. I said that on all my pieces. Makes sense. I said that during the video when I um, was watching the draft lottery unfold, but I've changed my mind. I think Luka Doncic is, after doing a bit more research and a bit of watching the tape, a bit of reading about him, 6'8". 6'8", 230, and point guard. Okay. And I've watched a couple of videos where he's better just, shooter than Ben. Yes, less athletic. Easily better shooter than Ben. Less I'd say athletic. I'd say probably similar athleticism. A little bit less athleticism. He's shorter though. So. He doesn't have as much athleticism. Like he's not going to throw down a dunk like Ben, okay. but he can still get to wherever he needs to on the court. Defensively, it's fine. Okay. He's not he's not going to be all defense, but you know he won't mm. surrender a ton of points. He's not a actually I'd say defense is probably defense. Defense is probably his uh, like Achilles heel if I had to pick one. But it's not like he's going to get murdered on defense. He's just not a great defender. Just just interestingly, it's interesting that you say defense but defender. Just a little something I'll throw out there. Defense defender. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I. Uh, I, I don't like Donkey, uh, Luca to 
the Suns, just okay. because I think he's just a bit... I know he's a point guard, but I think he's a bit similar to Booker. Booker needs his touches. And I know, mm-hmm. like, I think what you're saying is Donkic probably doesn't need the ball in his hand as much because he's a facilitator, right? I just think... I agree, I agree with that. I agree that Donkic probably isn't the perfect fit next to Booker, but I think that he's has the chance to be a transcendent superstar of the league. Sure. And you've got to take that. Like, well, DeAndre Ayton could be... That's the thing. Maryland's Noel. You've... You've said he could be, he could be the guy who just takes over the paint for the next 10 years. DeAndre? He's huge. Yeah, yeah. Look, it's a very tough, tough decision. I'd probably say at the moment I'm like 60% in the Donkic camp. Yeah. Um, I still think DeAndre Ayton's a superstar and should go number two. Okay. I feel like those two are head and shoulders above the others. I could totally understand the case for drafting someone like a Porter or a Bagley, but I think... Um, those two guys, I think, are the, the ones. I think uh, if I was Phoenix, mm-hmm. I I would take eight. It yeah. just makes more sense for me. Like the fit is better, um, and like if he only turns into a, a Nerlens Noel, at least that like addresses some of Phoenix's defensive woes. Because God, they suck defensively. Like yeah. they're so so bad, and like. Um, the games that I've watched Booker play, like against Gary Harris and like decent uh, shooting guards, yeah. he just gets in a lot of foul trouble mm-hmm. because he's just not a great defender. Like, so to to be able to put in Aiton and like his presence, if yep. nothing else, um, I think is huge. So I would I would take him with the hopes that he goes to an Ant Davis level. He reminds but, me a bit of Dave Robinson, the way he plays. Sure. I mean, yeah. fuck, I would take a Dave Robinson. And the Big, thing, like, that's absolute top yeah, series, yeah. obviously. But the thing, with, the, league. the thing with Phoenix is they're, <laughs> they're five years away. Let's probably. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll start being close to the yeah. finals in five years. Like, I'd, I, it could, wouldn't surprise me if there was a quick turnaround in, like, three yeah, but you got to look at the other teams in the West as well. Like, it's stacked. It's still stacked in five years. Hmm. Like, and let's be honest, Santa. Well, who's on, the come up, who's on the come up in the West? Apart uh, from you boys. Well, I would still count the Wolves. Like, I know they yep. made it, but they'll... They're on the come up, up. yep. Uh, I, I kind of like what's happening in New Orleans all of a sudden. Could you um, maybe say Utah? Utah, definitely. Like, but would you say that they're on the up or the fact that they're just... They overachieved this year and that's like, we should have... Seen that they're like a perennial talent, and this is like they're destined to be like a four or a five round. Uh, they're not I've, gonna go up. I've got so much faith in them, yeah. funnily enough, which sucks because they're in the Nuggets division. Yeah, he always always get a rough draw. Huh? Um, I just yeah, I I think there's a a lot of deep teams. So for my mind, mm. if I'm Phoenix, I'm like realistically draft for the future. We're three to five years away. We're yeah. probably gonna get a top three pick in the next two drafts. Yep. So if Aiton doesn't work out, they've had a lot. That haven't worked out. Funnily enough, Booker's like the only one. Yeah, and he was like pick fourteen or something. Yeah, memory, wasn't yeah. he? Uh, or maybe like, like he must have been a bit just, higher, but like he might have just been or ten yeah. or something. Considering um, like they had um, yeah. Dragon Bender, Alex Len at five. I know. Uh, yeah. Bender might still come good. Uh, Bender's the only one I think I like. Yeah, I I don't like any of the Phoenix Suns. I like I like Booker's game. I don't like him. When, yeah. when he plays the Nuggets, he's the biggest brat. I like Josh um, Jackson. Well, there's a guy who I've got a bit of faith in. But like, like he could say, just be Andrew Wiggins as well. Like, just be a bit of a clanky 
20 point scorer that doesn't do a lot else and yeah. just kind of average I've got just had athleticism and promise but doesn't really deliver hopefully that transitions into a bit of like quality defence as well I think, I think it'd be better but anyway sorry so, yeah we got we're very ten, uh, very Fine. sidetracked that's what the podcast's about so I think if I'm Phoenix I'm taking Aiton yep um, and then obviously Donkic will go number two who's that to so the Kings, Kings works out perfectly for them although he doesn't no it doesn't that, it doesn't, and doesn't. there's rumours that Donkic is saying he's considering, like, he hasn't formally um, decided to oh, leave Real Madrid. And everyone's just like, oh, that means that he doesn't want to go to Sacramento. Mm, mm, like, that's what point. he's saying. He, yeah, I, I don't like their front office at the moment either, Sacto. So, I, honestly, I would blame him. Because um, <laughs> they are maybe 10 fucking years away at this point, you know? Like, I, if, of all the teams in the league, they're the furthest away from, a, from being contenders in your mind. Yes. Them, they'd be very close to it anyway. Atlanta, Atlanta is a bit shaky. Dallas, maybe. Uh, but Dennis, I don't mind Dallas. And they've, they've got like some good players. So yeah, um, Dwight Powell's one of me. Uh, big fan. Harrison Barnes is okay as well. Yeah, he, so, um, I you need guys that. like that on those shit teams yes. that are gonna. You need a good. Force. You need to pay money somewhat to yeah, someone. That's you know, right. it's yeah. part of the part of the rules. Um, so yeah, I mean Donkic probably goes number two, but uh, it would fit better if. If Porter goes number two, and I would honestly reach uh, at number two. You, uh, you're so high on Donkic, though, so you. Well, I, I would reach. I am Porter. now. I have always been high on Porter, though. I've yeah. always said um, traditionally, that, like all year, even when he's injured, that he's a top three pick. Yeah. Um, and I think in my player um, pre-lottery player rankings, I had him third sure. behind these big two, yeah. and I still probably have it that way. And I think, given the fact. That Donkic and Aiton are like head and shoulders. Well, not head and shoulders, but everyone considers them as the top two yeah. prospects. If Phoenix took one and Sacramento, if Phoenix took Aiton yeah. and Donkic was available for Sacramento, would they take Porter? They, I would look hard at taking Porter, especially because like if the, if there are like those rumours that he doesn't want to be there, it's like fuck bringing a dude in who doesn't want to be there. Like first of all, stop being a little bitch. You're about to get paid. Five million dollars, dollars a year yeah. to do fucking nothing. And look, to be honest, he hasn't said anything about this. This is all hypothetical. Well, but those those are strong indicators. Like, yeah. I mean, from past experience. He's named the uh, youngest MVP in EuroLeague history. Oh, did he well. get the MVP? Did he? Wow, okay, that's pretty impressive. He's but yeah, I, I think, honestly, it might work out Porter going second. Fuck, that'll be so good for the Kings. Imagine if Aiton went third to Atlanta. <laughs> It could happen. You know, honestly. Bagley could go one. If you honestly, go, if you go Donkic one, um, Porter two to Sacramento, and DeAndre Ayton three to Atlanta, it's well, almost a great scenario for all three teams. Wouldn't, but wouldn't Ayton go number two? To Sacramento, maybe, but they might be like, well, we got Willie Cauley-Stein, and we've got like, a couple Le Bassi- of other... Bissier. Yeah, but they might just be like, well, we think Porter could just be like a taller version yeah. of Kevin Durant. Aren't they the same size? Maybe right. Yeah, maybe that. Jesus, that's actually, actually you're right. Yeah, but Porter just looks so much bigger. He's bigger, yeah. He's, she's tanker. Yeah. So Atlanta go obvious number three then in your mind, and take Porter if he's on the board or whoever mm. three is on the board. It's very interesting. Um, again, not super high on Jaron Jackson. Everyone else is. Oh yeah, that's um, right. So he could Neither go there. I. Well, I. To be honest, after the lottery, I have done a lot more digging into these players and their games and stuff yeah. like that. And I can see the upside for Jaron Jackson. He, he strikes me a bit similar to the way um, uh, Noel Vonley in that really yep. bad draft got all this hype 
before the draft went what, like seven and has done nothing. I don't know what it is. It's just one of those gut feelings and nine times out of ten when I get something like that, I just got it. With it. So, yeah, I'm standing by it, sticking to my word. Although, I'm looking at their per 36 stats at the moment, um, all the draft guys. Taron Jackson, 18, 9, and 5 blocks per 36. That, what's that set? They've got um, Porter going 7th. Ah, yeah, a lot of other people aren't as high. It's just because he's at the back. Yeah, yeah, understandably. I want him at eight. I would couch. just, you know, oh yeah, that was definitely good. possible. I just am like, we're going to speak it into existence. So. Yeah, I, if I'm one of those top five people, I'm just like, I'm taking a risk on this guy because he could be the best bloke in the draft. He's a potentially generational talent. If you're Memphis or Dallas, and yeah, Doncic and Aiton are gone, and you know, there's another guy, maybe Bamba or someone you had your eyes on that's gone. Well, actually, even if Donkey Janet are gone, that's it, and there's still you got your pick of the bunch, like Atlanta. I Porter's three. Yeah. Porter's. Well, but actually, that, would, that makes total sense because that's what I said in my article, my player rankings. The so. fit with Atlanta is actually interesting, though, for Porter because they've got Tareem Prince, who looks nice at power, uh, small forward, yeah, and John Collins, who looked pretty nice at the power forward. That's why I don't think they'll draft Marvin Bagley because John Doesn't Collins is. Marvin is just a little bit worse version of Marvin Bagley. Yeah, I, I really or maybe like maybe not a little bit. Like he could, you know. I like same player. Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. agree. Um, so yeah, we got I think still over a month till the uh, NBA draft. Who they got uh, Denver getting, mate? Oh, that's a good question. Actually, I'll uh, I'll investigate. There'll be I'm, a lot of movement around that area of the draft. It's quite Robert Williams at the moment, the big man from Texas A&M. Yeah, okay. Is it, gla- isn't it glasses? Uh, no, okay. I don't think so. No. Um, I'm going to do my mock draft probably next weekend, my updated one. Um, but yeah, there's a couple of interesting pieces around uh, where the Nuggies will be picking. Kevin Knox would be interesting if he's on the board. I've us. said that I want you guys to get him, but I don't know if it makes a hell of a lot of sense. He's in your small four? Yeah, but he's like a scorer. He's not a great defender. And he would kind of traditionally be yeah. played at the four and the three, I think, and doesn't really fit with you guys. But Well, that wouldn't be bad if he no. was three, four. Like, he gave us like... Ability to play a small ball. Yeah. I would like him. Interesting. Um, He's got high ceiling, like you've said. Not a lot of uh, not a lot of birthday shout-outs for today. It's a bit boring. We do have big old uh, Buster Rhymes turning 46, oh, though. Mate, that's a huge one. Yeah, I know, but I'm talking... Sports-wise. I'm talking breadth of the birthdays as well. He's really the only one. That and little Jackie Gleason. I like... more uh, commonly known as Joffrey. I'm a big fan of Andrew Howes, the YouTuber. He's a, he's a good bloke. Yeah, there's a few cats there, but... Who's up top? No one. No one. Who is the number one? Austin McBroom. Number one. Uh, 26th birthday today. He's an Instagram star. Who's a fucking Instagram star? Doesn't even have a profile picture in their celebrity birthdays. And you're number oh, one. This cat. Uh, former NCAA basketball guard who committed to the St. Louis University. Um, after his college athlete. career, he became a social media star with more than 3.6 Well, there you go. Congratulations, whatever your name was, buddy. Austin McBroom. Austin McBroom. Austin McBroom. Jesus, what a name. On that note, thanks for tuning in, sports fans. Stay tuned. I'm going to do my NBA draft comparisons uh, for all the players. Probably top 20. I did my player rankings, some of the top 20 player comparisons. Yep. Um, that'll be coming up. YouTube video, um, podcast, and article on Wednesday. A few other bits and pieces planned, but um, thanks for joining, JLo. No worries, mate. Hopefully the old Cavs can give the uh, Celtics the old Austin McBroom from here on out and sweep him. I say we did there. Nice. Uh, tip for tonight? Game um, three? Ooh, 
Yeah, probably in uh, Golden State. I'll take Golden State. Just play the odds. Same. Uh, I think Curry's gone bananas. As could happen. Say. Could happen either way, though. Honestly, yeah. such a tight, tight fought uh, series. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in, fans. Stay tuned to Sports by Fry for more. Give us a rating and review if you enjoyed the podcast. Until next time, peace. peace.